Welcome back to the Gift of Gab, episode two. I am your host, Gabby Grahek. Let's dig in. And gosh, digging in. We have a lot to dig into today, but before we get to that, I've got a little bit of housekeeping. So I've been a busy bee. The Gift of Gab is now listed on Spotify and Amazon Music. Yay! And I'm still waiting on Apple Podcast. I did learn that submitting a podcast to Apple Podcast takes a couple weeks. So it's in the works. And when it's up there, you know I'll be celebrating. So I'll definitely post about it. And second piece of housekeeping, I just quickly wanted to thank everybody who jumped on board and listened right away to episode one that started following my Instagram right away for the podcast and has been so supportive. I've been getting so many kind notes, some really great feedback. So I can't say how much I appreciate just the early listeners and subscribers. And thank you so, so much to everybody who's gone and taken that extra step to rate the podcast as well. I really appreciate it. Additionally, thank you so much for your patience as I revisited this topic. I gave myself a little more breathing room, a little more space, originally recorded a majority of the content for this episode two days after learning this news. Very fresh, um, lots of feelings, not a predominantly negative, overwhelming feeling, but still so much to sort through mentally and had an impending family camping trip that had been scheduled months prior to this news. So between learning that I was exiting corporate and going through that transition, which I will be going through for the foreseeable future, but just being really in it, in the muck, um, and then also trying to like get the family out of town and all of that, just like lots of personal self-work and then also a lot of energy needed in my home. So podcast took a backseat last week. I do intend to publish weekly going forward, but thank you so much as you waited for this content. I feel like it will be better now that I can have some addendums and additions and clarifications after having a little more time to reflect. So that being said, not to close the book on my appreciation because it's enormous and I truly can't put it into words, but we've got some stuff to talk about today. I learned last Monday morning at 9 a.m. that my role with my then current employer was being eliminated effective immediately. That's pretty much what happened. That's the nutshell. I'm not gonna bury the lead. I lost my job. That's truly what it is. It was an unexpected termination and not due to anything performance-based. This was... Purely a casualty of decisions that needed to be made about the future state of this team as it pertains to the business and how it's growing and its new goals as it goes through an acquisition. The company I worked for acquired a new company, and with that come new team structures, new talent, new people, you know, new new goals, new everything, just a whole lot of newness. And this is very common business practice. So is it unfortunate? Yes. Is it disappointing? Yes. But was it personal? No. This was completely business-oriented, completely amicable. I posted the news to my LinkedIn the same day I learned it, and there has been such an onslaught of positive comments, and some people have said some things that are like, what are they going to do without you? I assure you, the team in place is phenomenal. There is so much talent and so many strategic minds on that team that the show can absolutely go on without me. So that's the headline. That's the news. That's the setup. That's the context. My position was eliminated. This is an amicable separation. And 
let's look forward now. Let's talk about what, what do you do after you get news like this? First of all, even if you're expecting it, this news can still send you into an emotional swirl. There are lots of times in our lives where we don't want to make emotional decisions. And this is definitely one of them. There's so much to cover with this. I didn't know really where all to take it because it is still so fresh in my head. So what I did, which I plan to do with future episodes also, was I took to Instagram and I asked the listeners, the followers, what they wanted to hear about this life news. What was going to be most interesting and what was going to be most helpful. This is something that's very common in the corporate space, going through an experience like this. But a couple people chimed in and asked me some questions, so I want to make sure that I address them. So Jordan on Instagram asked me, was this a shock or did I see this coming? And in short, I wasn't completely shocked. I didn't know for sure if it would happen to me, but I knew that it was a very real possibility because of the way things had started unfolding in prior months leading up to my termination. At no point was any leader a part of the decision tree to ultimately make these organizational changes. Like, here's what's happening. You know, they're not overtly saying, we're going to cut people from the organization. No, legal and HR would never let them do that. So that's not what it is. But you could make a pretty easy inference that change was coming. It had to. It was inevitable. And whether or not that change was going to impact me and my team or not was just something I could never know, but I speculated on. I will say, based on the comments on my LinkedIn post lately, there are a lot of peers who are shocked, probably far more shocked than maybe I even was, which is interesting and heartwarming in its own way. You know, feeds my ego a bit, but that's a different podcast. So anyway, to plainly answer the question, no, I wasn't 100% shocked. Disappointed, sure, but shocked? Not really. Moving on. So another question that I received was from Carissa on Instagram. And Carissa wanted to know, after something like this happens, how do you revamp your LinkedIn and your resume? So first things first, revisit your professional goals. Do you want to continue in the same profession? Do you want to continue in the same industry? Or is it time to reflect and maybe redirect or pivot your energy into another space. So first of all, what do you want to do? Is it the same or is it different? If it's the same, go forth and conquer. Like there probably isn't a whole ton of revamping you need to do. I would say go check your LinkedIn, go check your resume, make sure that the most up-to-date projects and proof points and success metrics are available there for people who might consider you for possible employment or contract. Other than that, not a whole ton to do there. I would say really, really lean in on those digital relationships, which... Hopefully you've been building this entire time. And if you haven't, then start investing in the relationship bank. Start connecting with people who can help lead you to opportunities. Start demonstrating thought leadership. Provide those proof points. Reiterate those success metrics. I'm such an advocate for people talking about what they're good at and what they're passionate about. And people, or over generally people who are raised as women, are kind of told like, don't break, it's not ladylike. But no, like if you're talking about things that you're good at and things that you love to do, then you're that's all you're talking about. If that's seen as bragging, that's that person's problem, <laughs> in my opinion. So let's, I've, I've gotten a little bit off track. If you're going to continue doing the same thing, then go forth and conquer. Just make sure that you are really investing in those online relationships. If you want to do something different, then there's some research involved in that. You need to consider what are other people in this space 
considering what what do they think success looks like? What do they what do they think is valuable for a skill set? What kind of education are they seeking? What do they bring to the table? And then what's missing in that space or what transferable skills can you bring from your prior profession into your new one that you can call out as a differentiator? So, a little bit of reflection, a little bit of research, all of which is completely Googleable, completely findable. One thing I recommend to people is go look at people's profiles who have a job that you want. Go see where did they go to school? Where did they study? What skills are they touting? Who are they connected with? And then see where do I have similarities with that person? Where do I have gaps? What education is available to me? What community should I be joining? There's a whole lot of public information out there if you know where to look. And then start thinking about your profile more than just a stagnant website. Your profile should be a dynamic resource where people find information about you. In fact, I like to refer to my LinkedIn profile as my own personal sales agent. It just sells you 365, 24-7. And it doesn't take holidays. It doesn't take PTO. It doesn't have sick kids. doesn't need to eat. doesn't need to sleep. It just sells you all the time. So making sure that that tool, that sales agent, that professional representation of who you are, what you know, and what you bring to the table always has the most up-to-date information. If you prior to listening to this podcast or even actively right now were thinking, oh shoot, maybe I should do a little more on LinkedIn, or maybe you were a lower frequency user, or maybe you didn't find value in building community there, I just would encourage you to reframe your thinking and give it a shot and nurture that community and start putting out some content and seeing what ends up coming back to you. Because I can say very confidently that because of the way that I nurture my online community and participate on LinkedIn, is part of the reason why I've had some, I've got some people in my DMs looking to court me. Let's just say that. Professionally, professional courtship, job offers, well, informational interviews. You get what I mean. Let's bring it back to the original question, which is how should you revamp your LinkedIn profile and possibly your resume? Even if you're not currently job seeking in any capacity, your professional brand is your own. Your company brand is separate from your personal brand unless you run your own company, right? Then you kind of are the brand. Or if you're the CEO of a company, even then there is a separate identity, but you kind of are the face of your company whether you like it or not. So just know you can update your professional brand presence whenever you want. You don't need to be actively job seeking. In my previous role, I did many sessions educational sessions on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile, how to build your community and how to really like shine online. Something I love doing. I love elevating people's presences. I love finding their voice. I love empowering them to know how to utilize that community to help them with their professional career goals. But that's not what this episode is about. So there's more to be said about this, but I'm going to leave it right here for now. And if this is a topic of interest, we can definitely come back to this one in a future episode. A third question I got, and then I'm going to kind of go into some closing notes here, was from Shauna on Instagram who said, what's next for me? And thank you for this note. But she asked, how do you move on with confidence like you seem to do? So I appreciate that. I'm happy it's coming off that way because it's definitely not the only feeling I'm feeling and I'm not even feeling confidence. I think I'm just feeling secure or um, that's not the right word. I think what I wrote in my in my social media posts 
about this was that I am feeling all the feelings. But ultimately right now, fear is not taking up the most space in my head. It's not the loudest voice in my head right now. I think part of that is my answer to Jordan's question that I touched on earlier is that I didn't, I wasn't completely shocked that this happened. With that, there was a level of acceptance that I'd already come into that conversation with. Just like any any instance in life where you move through the stages of mourning, I was able to move to the acceptance phase much quicker this time. Combining the elements of not being blindsided, being able to move through to acceptance faster, and then not only just knowing in myself and believing in myself that I'm good at what I do, but having this community online of people who are ready to like hype me up has me feeling really positive. Mindset just truly is everything, and I've always been an optimist. So from my point of view, the way that I see it from my lens is I have this opportunity to grow. I have this opportunity, this gift of time to figure out what's next for me and just really take a beat. Just pause and reflect. What do I what do I want work to look like for me? So I don't have an exact answer in the moment. I'm open. I'm open. I think that's the best way to put it. I feel activated and I feel open. I feel like I'm in charge of my time and my day and that's really empowering. There's work everywhere. It's kind of like when you look for problems, you find problems. And me, I'm looking for opportunities, so I'll find opportunities. And as long as I'm open to opportunities, they will find me. But in the meantime, before something really takes shape and evolves and gets gets put into place, I'm just going to create a routine for my laid off life. I think this is... (laughs) This is something that's important for anybody who isn't in like a traditional corporate work job, right? And I know that this is common also for people who have retired from their work life. You create a routine for yourself because if you're left with nothing all day, then maybe you go a little stir crazy. But I need some semblance of a plan. It doesn't need to be planned down to the minute, but I need to know like these are the three things I'm going to do today and I'm going to do them when my energy feels right. For those who don't know me quite so personally, I just recently was in Spain and... Everyone has been asking, what's your favorite thing you did or what's your favorite thing you saw? And my consistent answer hasn't been a particular thing I did or activity. It was I solo traveled and could flow with my energy and just do whatever I wanted in a day. That can't be real life all the time. Like money makes the world go round. We got to make money eventually here. But being able to get a taste of what that was like prior to this layoff was almost an appetizer. It's almost like I told the universe, wow, I really enjoyed this about my trip. And it was like, well, just wait. You're going to get a whole lot more of it. You liked the appetizer? Wait till you see the main course. (laughs) So I'm just going to enjoy this time and the way that life is structured or rather unstructured just in this moment and just really relish the time that's been given to me. I'm taking decisions and planning currently week by week. I don't know what next week will have in store for me, but now is a time for rest and some reflection. I'm looking forward to trying some classes at Lifetime that I hadn't been able to try before because maybe they didn't jive with my meeting work schedule before. Implementing more movement into my day in general is something I'm looking forward to. And I mean, it's summer, so maybe taking more time to go and do some things during the day with my kiddo. 
and make some lovely memories with him. Those are things I'm looking forward to. That's kind of just what what's next for me in the immediate future. I do know there will be some sort of return to work at some point, but what that ends up looking like still remains to be seen. So in the meantime, if you're listening to this and you are a prior peer of mine and you've reached out, then thank you again so much. I'm, I mean, overwhelmed is just the best word. Overwhelmed of of all the positivity that has come my way and all of the people who have said they're thinking about me and they're so sorry and just know that there's really no hard feelings about anything that's happened. It's, again, it's the nature of business, but at, but the support is absolutely appreciated. So thank you. And if you're someone who's worked with me and you're looking for a way to support me, know that one, it's okay to reach out to me. You're not bothering me and I'm not distraught. So if you feel so inclined, feel free to send me a message. I've been a little bit inundated, so I've been trying to respond as fast as possible, but feel free to do that. You're not going to be like opening up a sore wound for me or anything. I'd love to connect with you. And lastly, thank you for everybody who is subscribing to the podcast and following on social. We are going to, you're going (laughs) to, with all this free time I now have found myself with, you're going to see an uptick in activity around the podcast. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about future topics that are on the docket and I'm excited about individuals who are volunteering to speak on the podcast. So you can find Gift of Gab on Amazon Music, Spotify, and also the Buzzsprout page. And we have our own Instagram presence at giftofgab.podcast. Again, I'm your host, Gabby Grahek. Until next time. Mm-hmm.